This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show, where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap between the spirit realm and the physical world. With Ani Avedisian, the Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Ani, Mad Shaman Avedisian. Welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism, give it all a good hard shake and pour, dress it with the olives of grace and empathy, sit back, sip slowly, and contemplate the wonders of cosmic co-creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for yet another round of cocktails on this week's Metaphysical Martini. The show that tries to sort out what's true, what's woo, and what gets flushed down the loo. In today's Why Can't People See the Obvious? It's right up there in their faces. The jab is transhumanism 101. Can't you see they intend to replace us? And if you're still spewing the official partisan narrative, I advise ingesting a mental purgative. And if you still deny the election was fraudulent, your discernment muscles have grown lazy and corpulent. Oh my God, I'm afraid to think for myself. Let me ask the television what it wants me to think and say. Off the Richter scale, absurd and getting more absurd with each passing moment. Strange little world. As always, my darlings, we try to do this with as much dignity and decorum as can be mustered on any given day. And some days we succeed and some days not so much. And lately, it is a bit of a challenge. But, and it's a jolly big but, we are on a bound to give it our best shot. And on this show, the metaphysical martini show, we do love the odd shot now and then. Yes, we do. In fact, let me take a small sip of today's licentious libation just to see if it's good enough for you. Hold on there. Don't go away. Mm. Oh, OK. I didn't think that was going to work, but that's not bad. Not bad at all. Mm. Darlings, why do I drink a cocktail when I do this show? Because it's called Metaphysical Martini and I love a drinky poo. My sweethearts, this is the show where the Holy Spirit meets top shelf distilled spirits. This is metaphysical mixology at its finest. And also, as I get more and more tiddly throughout the show, at its most raw. If you're joining us for the first time, a warm welcome to you. Be advised, this show is not politically correct, as we do not wish to erode the intellect. On this show, we are awake, but not woke. We have our own views about the demon poke. And we know that CRT, in addition to being a load of codswallop, is designed to create discord and division. And you can identify as anything you want. But... The odd medical anomaly being an exception, there are only two genders. And if you allow your children to attend a school that labels paedophiles as minor attracted persons, you have lost your mind and you are allowing great harm to be done unto your progeny. WTF people, wakey wakey, rise and shine. Evil stares you in the face. How could you allow this type of crime? On today's show, we have quack questions, answers, and comments. What else do we have? I don't really know because I didn't plan the show too well this week. But I think we're going to have some poetry and some advice from the wizard's gizzard, possibly some spell crafting if we have time, but if not, some weird and wacky tidbits from the anus of history. Darlings, just trust me, we'll just have to go and see, you know, where this all ends up. But before we get into the meat of the show, allow me to take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. And who would they be? 
Well, they would be mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Dedicated to exploring both the known and the unknown, then helping provide the products and tools to expand your reach. Mystical Wares has a large and varied inventory and is the perfect place for people who value illumination over indoctrination and who know the difference between propaganda and ashwagandha. If you are experiencing spiritual stasis, head to Mystical Wares, Mount Vernon's metaphysical oasis. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. And jolly nice people they are too. Very, very pleasant to deal with. And they have a huge Shungite collection. If you're into Shungite, and I think you should be, that's the place to go. All right, enough with that. Let's get on with the show. And let's start as we always do with quack. Questions, answers and comments. Darlings, if you would like to discuss the workings of your inner mindset with Martini Heads Worldwide, send your emails to me, arnie at arnieavidician.com, or snail mail them to Cosmic Arnie, P.O. Box 714, Wilsonville, Oregon, 97070, USA. And please let us know if and how you wish to be identified, should we pick your missive or we shall refer to you as omit personal details. Okay, let's shake up the fishbowl of perpetual perplexity and see what pops out. Shaky, 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 shaky. All right. Our first email is from Balti, B-A-L-T-I, who asks, Dear Ani, Everyone around me has either imploded, exploded, or runs around like the Energizer Bunny on overload. I retire in three years, and when I do, I plan to buy a few acres in a remote location and live alone with my dogs. Until that time, do you have any tips for staying sane in an insane world? I don't want to just plow through the day and pretend it's not happening, but I must admit to feeling weary and overwhelmed by the madness around me. Balti, my darling, you are not alone and you're not the first person to write such a letter. Um, I too dream of a few acres in a peaceful rural area with a pack of Staffordshire Terriers at my heel, walking the grounds each day with my trusty shotgun in hand, the oiled jacket on my back, keeping an eye out for repairs that need to be made to my fences and the likes. Sort of a countrywoman dream, really. Um... I do hope we both get there, Balti. But okay, never mind, never mind. Moving on. Um, my dream is not important. This is your dream. Tips for staying sane in an insane world in no particular order. All right, this is all going to be big picture stuff, people, because otherwise we're just putting band-aids on little, you know, on wounds. Um, first off, stop taking things personally. That's the ego reacting, not the real you. And the ego, as we know, is a corrupt program that will do anything it can to stop the personality from aligning with spirit. Even if someone sets out to deliberately insult you, make the choice to react with your spirit mind, not with your ego programming. Let's be honest here. People don't, normal people, sane people, don't attack or insult each other unless they feel threatened in some way, unless they're locked in fear. And fear leads to insanity because it blocks access to the spirit. So we make a choice each and every time to act from spirit and perfect alignment or from ego and disorientation. All these gurus and new ages and stuff, they're all very fond of telling us there's only love or fear. There's only love or fear. Well, they're right, of course, but let's explain that a little better, shall we? Love is unconditional love. It's the vibration of source through which all things are created. And fear is the corruption of the false amigo, the ego, through which all things are corrupted. So take a stoic approach to life, Balti, and you will feel so much better. If you are easily triggered, you are easily manipulated. And this fundamental tenet of metaphysics seems to be lost on everyone and that's a shame because if they understood this, things would turn 
around in the blink of an eye. Another little tip for you, focus only on what you can control and let go of the rest. What can we control? Well, we can control our thoughts, our reactions and our actions. That's about it. So let's put our own house in order because without inner peace, there is no outer peace. Our inner awareness shapes our world because there is no such thing as outer awareness. I agree with you, Balti, that the world is currently bonkers on crack, but that doesn't mean we have to buy into it. We should always be aware of current events, but we should also be aware of whether or not our input fans the flames of dysfunction or tames them. If we want to make the world a better place, we have to start by being the best version of ourselves. If we want to see change, we have to be the change we want to see. Thank you, Gandhi, for that quote. Once centered, illuminated souls can dispel a great deal of darkness. Their presence alone becomes a healing presence. And what is healing? A correction from ego back into divine alignment. What else can I come up with? Mm. When people direct their rage towards you, remain composed and gently tell them you will not engage in conversation until they have composed themselves. I found this to be a very useful tool in breaking links within the dark matrix. When peeps rant at you, just put a stop to it. You know, they're all blah, 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 you know, and venom dripping from their mouths and steam coming out of their nostrils and out of their asses. Just say, look, hold on, matey. I'm not interested in your ranting. It serves no purpose. If you want to have a proper conversation, come back when you're calm and cool and not compromised by your anger. Then step away and refuse to engage until they are calm and breathing at a normal rate. You have to watch for their breathing rate. No one's calm until their breathing is regulated. I suppose the other thing we could do is check our little compassion meter from time to time and understand that the 8 billion people on this planet, regardless of how they currently present themselves, are all manifestations of divine cosmic energy. Now, if each of us owns our true nature, if the primary vibe in our being is the knowledge of our eternal magnificence, and it should be, well, we will transmit that frequency to those around us on some level or another. All 8 billion of us came into this realm with a purpose we decided on in the place humans call heaven. Prior to activating the physical incarnation, it's easy to make plans on the other side when you're bathed in the wisdom of your cumulative soul. Once we pop out of our mother's you-know-what, no matter how old or how wise these souls are, we're helpless little human babies at the mercy of our parents and guardians. And on this realm, we all know what a rough ride that can be. When you see people act crazy around you and the mass formation hypnosis is real, take a moment to bless their souls, illuminate their souls and ask for the heavenly wisdom to be restored to them. Then give thanks and move on and move away. What else would be useful? Well, of course, I wouldn't be Arnie if I didn't say, Find a meditation protocol you enjoy and do it every day. If energy anatomy was taught at an early age, the world would be a different place. Learn to process emotions as they come up. That uncomfortable feeling we get when we get bad news, it is the disruption in our energy field that causes the discomfort, not the event itself. Our souls don't feel pain because cosmic alignment is objective. When the uncomfortable emotion comes in, smooth the energy anatomy out by taking deep, slow, purposeful breaths. 
This is similar to rebooting your computer when it starts doing weird things and you have no idea where the weird things come from. You just shut it down, don't you, and reboot. And nine times out of ten, you're back up. So for us, that's breath. And the breath recalibrates the energy anatomy. It recalibrates the body back to manufacturer's default settings. Calm, cool, objective, motivated to explore the situation and find a solution as it vibrates above the dysfunction. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. What else? Take this opportunity to look around your home and your place of business and get rid of anything you know for sure you don't need. While the world sorts itself out, and it could take a bit, you know, tidy up your space and make it into something you look forward to coming home to or a place that you look forward to going and working in. Complete all your outstanding repairs, tie up loose ends, clear your to-do list, make sure your automobile is, uh, you know, repaired and current and all of that. While you're working on skeletons in the mental closet, I guess we should take the time to clear out the skeletons in our physical closets as well. Other things we mustn't forget about, <coughs> excuse me, hydration, which is something I'm going to do right now, but instead of water, I'm using a cocktail. Hold on. Mm. Mm. Weird but interesting little drink that. Very nice. Okay. Hydration. Water conducts electricity. Our, our bodies are electrical. They are because we're in human form. Up there somewhere in the ethers, they're photonic. But here it's an electrical thing. You need water. You have to have a wet brain. Your brain must be wet. If it's not, it will fry. Nutrient-dense food. Food is very expensive right now for those who live in the city especially. Just do your best with the nutrient-dense food. Move your body every day. Even I, chubby little woman that I am, do stretches three times a day and I walk for at least 30 minutes per day. What else? Before going to bed at night, but not just before going to bed at night, say maybe two, three hours before you go to sleep, review your day and make peace with it. And when you're in bed, take several deep breaths to clear your energy before you enter that incredibly exciting multi-dimensional dream state. And when you awaken each morning, take deep breaths to ground you back into your current experience. Feet on the floor, deep breath, do a little Tarzan, oh, affirm you are divine, affirm you are cosmic, and that you're looking forward to a day bursting with potential, and affirm that you will be the best version of yourself this day, fully merged with all that is, experiencing not only for the evolution of your soul, but for the betterment of mankind. Balti, I could go on, but there's no need, really. This is enough. Remember, remember this. The world is our creation. And therefore owes us nothing. We, however, are creations of the universe who owes us everything. If we understand and own our true identity. Love or fear, source or ego, cosmic alignment or disorientation and dysfunction. We make that choice each and every day until it becomes our new normal. Once you get into the habit of alignment, your perception shifts in ways you won't even understand at this point. And you become a creator once again, not somebody who just reacts to what's going on around them. Thank you very much for your letter, Balti. What else has come into our inbox in the last two weeks? Not as many emails as usual. 
Um, but this one is from Sissy in Hamptonwick in the UK, who I think we've heard from before. And Sissy says, Rishi Sunak as PM. Ugh. How long do you think he will last? <laughs> well, I agree with the um, as with all World Economic Forum minions, the lackeys of Lucifer, unless he defeats, uh, will he defeat it? No, he'll have to defect unless he defects from his Luciferian overlords, which I don't think he will. He won't last long. The establishment still controls the media, but its infrastructure is crumbling daily. And the pressure for these minions of the Dark Lord simply, uh, they can't take the heat. They're human, ah, oh, and they're between a rock and a hard place. And, you know, I for one am so glad I made the choice to serve the light all those years ago. Because I know what is in store for those who defy the Dark Lord. And my message to all these Ego overkill, bought and paid for, easily manipulated, greed-fueled politicians and bankers and assorted wankers is this. Have the guts to come forward now and blow the whistle on your corporate overlords. Plea bargain and make the necessary deals because time in prison is a breeze compared to what your paymasters have in store for you should you fail. And you will fail. You are currently failing, and you are failing because you are gutless and spineless, because you choose money over morals, because you choose to stuff your bank accounts with blood money, because you closed your greedy little eyes while billions were coerced into signing their own death warrants. Sissy, how many changes have we seen in the UK government of late? I have lost count. So people out there, stop expecting your politicians to fix the problems that they themselves have created. Stop this rah-rah every four years. Get out of these partisan affiliations. Take a look at the big picture and let's build a world where we don't have multiple parties because that is the oldest trick in the book to keep people divided. You can't be all left or all right. That's an indoctrination process. You have to be the body and sometimes you swing to the left and sometimes you swing to the right. But if you don't entertain all the viewpoints, you will not fly right. Oh, how many times do I have to say this? Does it even matter? I don't know. Thank you, Sissy, um, in lovely upscale Hamptonwick, uh, for your letter. And don't panic. Uh, England will not fall to uh, New World Order. Very much looks like it, but I think you guys are waking up as well. Here's an email from somebody who calls himself <laughs> the man at Baldur's Gate. Oh, my God. Does anyone still play Baldur's Gate? For those not familiar with the wonderful world of gaming, Baldur's Gate is the role-play video game set in the Forgotten Realms. It's sort of along the lines of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Now, I heard a rumor that Baldur's Gate number three was in number three was in development, and if that's true, I might check it out and see what the Dark Alliance is up to. Anyway, moving on, Man at Baldur's Gate asks. Ben Fulford says. Well, Ben Fulford says a great many things. Ben Fulford says General Miley is about to be, is it Miley, is it Millie? Why do I get confused on that? I'm going to call it Miley. General Miley is about to be arrested for covering up election fraud. Is it true? Who do you think I am, all you guys? Like the head of MI6? Um, I don't know. I really just don't know. I have no idea at this point who or what or when Anybody is, who's being arrested? I don't know why they're being, I have no idea because all of my sources have also gone dark as in quiet and that always means they're up to something. So I know something big is breaking, but what can I confirm for you about Miley? I can just say he's a bad guy. Whether or not he's arrested and tried or quietly disappeared is anyone's guess. I'm not sure 
I'm not sure Fulford actually said that, though I read it last week. He mentioned Miley is guilty of treason for knowingly allowing election fraud in 2020. He also mentioned that Miley is guilty um, of threatening Al Gore's family, thus allowing George Bush Jr., little shrub, as he is known in my circles, to illegally become president. Um, we will have to wait and see, I suppose. Thank you for your email. Um, you see, my darlings, many people are finally coming to the realization that the truth is indeed far stranger than fiction. So I'll just add this. Uh, there is a website called Real Raw News. They post some interesting and provocative items on their site, things that make you say, oh, that can't be true. They can't hide that much from the public. That's too weird to be true. Well, you know, in my world, there is no such thing as too weird to be true. But for the average citizen, awakened, awakening or not, there's some pretty heady stuff in there. So I asked my ET peeps and my most trusted source in the hierarchy of light on the other side, and after some conflabbing and some checking backwards and forwards with Earth's uh, monitors on the other side, they assured me that the arrests and executions, as reported on Real Raw News, did actually happen. And that the news on that site is the truth. So, okay, that makes me happy. I would be happier if the trials and executions were open to the public because people cannot believe even what they see with their own eyes, let alone things they cannot see. But, you know, I'm not in charge of running the world, which is a shame, really. If you think about it, you know, I should run the world. I think I'd be very good at it. My no-nonsense approach to life, the universe and everything is just what this world needs. And, you know, in addition to my sorting everything out, dismantling the establishment, dismantling the multi-party system, arresting the self-serving fake politicians, installing the American Senate, um, banning GMO foods, encouraging all Americans to plant a kitchen garden, honoring sovereignty, completely overhauling the sorry excuse of an educational system, uh, absolutely no gun control at all, but lots of gun education, free donuts for everyone on Sundays, um, in addition to all those things and more that I would do to serve this nation, I would open up the first ET embassies on Earth. Think of all the wisdom they would share with us. They can talk us through their experience with their ascension process. In a world that watches the Kardashians, people, I think you should vote for the Abadissians. My extremities tingle with pleasure at the exciting possibilities of my running the world. Ah, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll put that on my bucket list. Moving on. What else do we have in the fishbowl of perpetual perplexity? Let's give it a shaky shaky. Mm. This is from, uh, oh, Omit, <clears throat> personal details, who says, you keep telling us that tarot is not about predicting the future, but about self-discovery. I had a tarot reading recently, and most of what she read came true. How do you explain that? <laughs> Is it <laughs> drinky poo time, drinky poo time. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, omit. What is a prediction? A prediction is a declaration concerning future events. And life is a series of possibilities. Ergo, the future is a series of possibilities. Any type of reading is a dive into the snapshot of a life's potential. Some of what is forecast will happen, some will not. Now you wrote here, most of what she told me came true, most of, not all. So there we have it. In all but the rarest of cases, we have full control of shaping our world. And those rare events are decisions made by a house, you know, a very high, high council on behalf of man's evolution. And such moves, such interventions are very rare indeed. So, you know, uh, fortune tellers can tell you all sorts of things, but it doesn't mean it's written in stone. 
hopefully that clears things up. And if not, well, never mind. Moving on, let's take another letter. Let's do it. Come on. This is from our man in, I mean, that's one, it's not our man, it's our man, A-R-M-A-N, in Massachusetts, who asks, is it true they killed Queen Elizabeth years before they announced the official death? And if so, why? Arman, I believe it is true. I can't prove it, of course, but it was more than a little obvious to those who pay attention that the lady playing the queen for the last couple of years or so was a double. As to why, as to why they killed her before they killed her, because, you know, they needed to wait till the 70th Jubilee, there are many reasons. Now, the Queen was the head of the Committee of 300. Come on, you know, she was top Illuminati. But she was against the depopulation agenda. And that threw a spanner in the works of evil. Our man, one day, hopefully soon, we will have access to the details of all of these shenanigans. But for now... We must research as best we can, be diligent, remain vigilant, and be patient. You know, my darlings, there is massive opposition all over the world to this attempted New World Order takeover. The mainstream media, of course, have been paid not to show it. Ugh. One day, I will put into a book or make a series of videos explaining the black magic, the blood magic behind the depopulation agenda. But the world needs to be a bit more stable before I can publish that and get away with it. Okay, one last question, one last question. And this is from Ling, L-I-N-G in Nevada, who asks, my, <laughs> uh, my <laughs> Okay, right. Calm yourself, honey. My friend says the Chinese will take over the world because the West is too weak to overthrow the cabal. My race ancestry is Chinese, and having experienced life in a traditional Chinese family, I don't think this is a good idea. My grandparents came to America to escape the evils of communism. The thought of China being the new global leader is unnerving in ways I cannot describe. What can we do to prevent this? <laughs> oh, Ling in Nevada, fear not, darling, and panic not. Funny, but this question came up on last night's Telegram um, group. Uh, we, we have a every Tuesday night, my, te my Telegram group of American free thinkers has a weekly support chat. Uh, same question came up. You know, we are in the midst of a great war between the light and the dark. Between those who wish to see mankind thrive as sole sovereign, free thinking, ideologically libertarians, and those who wish to cull us and enslave and transhumanize us. You know, the ones that are left after the bulk have been culled. China's fighting the same war. Everyone's fighting the same war. Uh, in China, there are light and dark factions. There are white dragons and black dragons and probably multicolored dragons too. But let's hope the light factions win the war, and I believe they will. But that doesn't mean we will all be Chinese subjects. I understand your concerns with regard to cultural inclinations, you know, blind obedience to authority being the main issue. But if you want to do your part in preventing what you believe is an undesirable outcome, just honor the American way. Honor the American ideals. Extol its virtues and commit yourself to carrying the very best version of America within you. And everyone should go out right now and purchase a copy of the Constitution and while you're at it, go out and purchase an American citizenship test book. I find that immigrants like myself, legal immigrants who did everything the right way, waited, paid a lot of money and all of that, did it properly. So I find that legal immigrants know more about American government and how it works, know more about American history than the average American because we have to study for the test. So go out and read one of those books and learn about the origins of this great nation, what it stands for, and how you 
can play a part in its future. Okay, I think we should wrap that up for Quack right now. Thanks to all our lovely listeners for taking the time to write in and for sharing their thoughts with martini heads all across the globe. We love hearing from you. And in fact, that's why we started this show in the first place, to, to do questions, answers and comments, to share ideas in a like-minded community. I'm not going to say a safe community because what is safety? It's just an illusion. But in a respectful community that has a very different point of view from the mainstream narrative. And now, my darlings, what time is it? It is... It's time for Tarot A Go Go! A little what the heck with your favorite tarot deck. And today's card is the Page of Swords. So let's take a look at this bad boy and see what he or she wants to say. Now, I'm not buying into the choose your gender rubbish here. Pages in tarot can be male or female. So let's take a look at that. First of all, let me find my let me find the card. Where's the card? I thought I put it out. I did. I put it out. I put it out. Don't panic. Here it is. So I'm using the Robin Wood deck and this page of swords is definitely female. Um, but, you know, what does that mean? Pages can be either way. Swords are all about mental acuity, aren't they? And also when you have a sword or a sharp object in your hand, chances are you're going to have to make a quick, decisive, <laughs> a quick decision about something. It's, it's about decisiveness. So if you're going to interpret it as a true court card, we're going to look for a young person to be delivering this news or to be the root cause or be heavily involved in this decision that you have to make. Um, swords generally have a very keen intellect. They can be a little overbearing. They can be rather blunt. But they are curious. They need a lot of mental stimulation. Um, they have a, you know, a lot of um, Asperger's people. Uh, it's difficult to imagine, but I do actually register on the Asperger's scale. I've spent years uh, learning how to talk, and now you can't shut me up. But a lot of Asperger's people show up in the swords. Um, they have a different perception. People are always saying, why are you insulting me? To a sword like i'm not insulting you i'm just stating facts oh okay so perhaps swords can work uh on learning a little bit about grace and delivery i, I know i certainly had to so it's an important message we're getting here a document something like that uh, an agreement um uh an important message yes and you are going to have to make a quick decision on this one. So you need to clear your mind and be really objective. Um, or as they say, your dispassionate rationality may save the day. If you need legal advice when you get this card, take it and get it quickly. So it usually comes in with business and that sort of thing. But if business isn't part of your life, then look out for gossip and rumors, people spreading stories about you. Um, some of the news you get might be upsetting, even if the card is in the upright position. A, a lot of espionage is connected with the sword suit. Um, very clever people. If they're on your side and they serve the light, they're fabulous. But if they are not, Oh, you want to have a, you, you, you've got a battle on your hands. So let's turn this page of swords around into the challenged or reverse position and let's see what we've got there. It doesn't feel good. I'm definitely getting all that cunning. I'm getting deceit, um, manipulated, crafted misunderstanding, misinformation, um, and really bad news on and you know events that you did not anticipate things are going really wrong um i don't believe anything's really random this is sort of like a controlled slow demolition you if you're doing anything legal make sure that somebody professional is taking a look at it before you sign it oh, in the reverse position this page of swords is a bit of a shady character I don't, I don't like it. Somebody who doesn't really have um, access to a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings. Uh, 
if it is a person, it's a, it's a sort of a delinquent. It can be a delinquent type of person, a very aggressive child, um, uh, not a very nice kid. Uh, let me turn it back into the upright position. At least there we have um, a fighting chance. But I would say with the Page of Swords, you are going to have to make some decisions and get into some very quick thinking. Do not procrastinate. Do not hesitate. So that is the Page of Swords. And of course, as always, if you want to learn tarot for self-discovery, go to my website, go to the tarot page, give me a call, sign up for a class. Um, and oh, you'll have a lot of fun because tarot is just it's very enjoyable. It's a very pleasant way to discover the archetypes uh, and some of the basic tenets of life. All right. Well, let me close out the tarot a go go. That was a bit of fun. What should we do now, my darlings? I know what. I know what. Let's do a little pat of poetry. Yes, folks. After a hard day's shamaning, I like nothing better than coming home, putting my feet up, and having a nice cup of tea, who am I kidding, or a small drinky-poo, and writing really bad but occasionally brilliant non-peer-reviewed poetry. I have four little selections for you today. <clears throat> two are somewhat on the serious side, and two are quite silly. Let me have a little sip of my drinky-poo. Oh, I'm getting quite, <clears throat> I'm getting quite tiddly. This is stronger than I thought it would be. Okay, so two somewhat serious, two somewhat silly, and here goes, and, uh, and thank you very much. I haven't titled this one yet, so I'm just going to call it October 2022 for now. One wonders what is happening in the greater scheme of things. Misinformation, left and right, insults, barbs and stings. The world we see is neatly cut into parts one, two and three. Those who see through the pretense, the obedient and the ones sitting on the fence. The pouters pout, the shouters shout, and the fence-dwellers wince and teeter, and the serpent's head, with its shield of red, drains young blood by the centiliter. In days of old, tall tales were told of monsters who came to enslave earth. Those monsters remain, though their features have changed, to resemble a human by birth. In time, we will learn hard wisdom earned to engage in the matters of governing. These wounds will run deep, they will fester and weep, for the sovereign soul will not live as an underling. Ooh, Ani's deep, profound poetry. So let's do a silly one, just to break it up. So we are in pumpkin season, and everything's pumpkins. I mean, orange everywhere and pumpkin spice in everything, including beer, which, I mean, that is just absolute sacrilege. Why would you do that? I personally don't like pumpkins. I mean, I think they're pretty and I, um, I use them for target practice. They make excellent uh, target practice, but I can't eat them. And I'll tell you why. So here's my woeful ode to a pumpkin. Oh, large orange blob, tasteless with stringy texture. Why people eat you is well beyond conjecture. One mouthful of your flesh produces noxious gases. A culinary prankster has deceived the hungry masses. If ever there comes a time when only you, pumpkin, as food exists, I will tell you here and now, I will be quite royally pissed. <laughs> I'm quite fond of that one. Okay, here's another serious one. I can't remember when I wrote this, but it must have been in the last two years. So these are some of my reflections on today's insane world. Um, I might have recorded this on a previous podcast. I have no idea. Um, but here we go. 
And again, I'm not sure what it's called, but we will, um, I'll have to look at my copyright to see what I named it. Here we go. The masks are a symbol of servitude. I don't wish to be rude, but if you cannot entertain this concept, they have washed your brain and your perception is skewed. In reality, there is no spike in mortality, which means no pandemic. Yet you accepted this insane abnormality without question and without research academic. There would be different protocols in place if it was so deadly and we were potential carriers. Who makes money from this scam? Vaccine manufacturers and the people making plexiglass barriers. Do you enjoy living life as a feeble-minded minion, allowing, nay, inviting the establishment to dictate your opinion? It would take Delta Force to breach the Capitol building perimeters, yet they somehow convinced you it was done by a bunch of oddly dressed amateurs. If you applaud censorship and the abolition of God-given free speech, check yourself out for concussion. This type of bootlicking is evidence of more than just a partial cranial bleach. Cranial breach, that was. They've done a number on you, the lords of propaganda. We tried to share the truth, but you reposted with ridicule and slander. When this is done and over, and the dark ones have thrown in the towel, let's have a conversation about not confusing your brain with your bowels. Hmm. Thank you very much. Yes, and I'm sure that triggered an awful lot of people. And I could you know, change that a little bit to make the language a bit more gracious, but I'm not motivated to do that, so I won't. But I will give you a little ditty to cheer you all up. And this is just a, one of my little quatrains, but it doesn't predict the future. Here goes. A child I met the other day thought pizza grew on trees. I tracked his wayward parents down and shot them in both knees. <laughs> I love that one. And that's it for poetry today. Thank you so much for listening to my weird and wacky poetry. Now, what shall we do? We still have some time. Let me have a little drinky poo and think about it. Mm. All right. <clears throat> I know what, darlings. It's time for the Wizard's Gizzard, a little spiritual ritual that you can make habitual. People of Earth, we should do something every day to contribute to the evolution of our personality, to the evolution of our soul. We should do something each day to release our burdens, our grievances, our hang-ups, the chips on our shoulders. We can't be present if the past is littered with landmines. We can't go forth in a spirit of adventure if we fear stepping on one of those landmines. Today's WizGiz is a little game I like to play called How Messed Up Is My Family? And Why Am I Still Blaming Them For My Misfortunes? So here we go. It's a simple game. And with the right attitude, it can be fun. It rarely is fun, but it can be. An exploration into the family of origin is something humans avoid. And that is silly, because family of origin is where we find the deep roots to our dysfunction. So here's how you play this game. First, go for a walk, get some fresh air, do some stretches, <clears throat> drink plenty of water, breathe, have a nice poo, you know, unburden yourself. And then take some deep, slow, purposeful breaths and open yourself to divine alignment. Then set the timer for 15 minutes. Sit down comfortably in the, I sit in the Egyptian position, I like that one. And pick a family member, an immediate family member, mother, father, sister, brother, okay? Pick just one per exercise. Sit down, relax, and think about the person. Think on the person. Say it's your father. Just bring him into view 
as he is today, or if he's past as he was when you last knew him. I'm asking you to just observe the image of him in your head. Breathe to keep the energy clear and to smooth out emotional triggers. This is an exercise in observation, not analysis, not judgment. Process the emotions that come up as you simply observe the image of your father. Don't get stuck in the emotions. Breathe through them. As you observe the image, try to remain objective as you observe your own reactions to the image. Let your spirit self inhabit the human self as you do this. Calm observation requires a vantage point that is higher than the personality alone. Undoubtedly, uncomfortable emotions will surface. Pleasant feelings will also surface. All manner of emotions will well up within you. Observe both the good and the bad from the same spirit-centered vantage point. You will be tempted, I assure you, to engage in deep analysis, which will lead to a desire to make judgments. Let's avoid that for now and simply have the courage to observe what is happening within us. Let the higher self observe the personality without bias. It's not easy. Our minds are trained to identify, analyze, blame, pass judgment, to defend our actions. But all we want to achieve in this exercise is the courage to observe our own feelings without explaining why we have them. Because once we start explaining why something is the way it is, and we can only explain it from our own inner perspective, then we've gone off track and we're now engaged in a problem-solution scenario, and we don't want that now. We want to learn to observe in a cool and calm manner. So some of you out there might be saying, all right, well, what's the point? This sounds pointless, but I assure you, it is not pointless. If you master this, you will advance in ways you cannot begin to understand yet. Try it. But when you try it, my darlings, do it properly. When the 15-minute bell goes off, give thanks, touch your thymus gland to reboot your system, get up and get on with your day. So do this with all of your immediate tribe, but take your time with it. It's up to you if you wish to spend several days on one person before moving on to the next, or you may wish to run through them all once before deciding on spending more time with each one. There is no right or wrong way to do this. The goal is to learn to observe without bias, without drama, without allowing the ego to disrupt your observation. It will come up, of course, and you will be distracted, and you will fall into analysis and judgment, but catch yourself when that happens. Catch yourself, regroup, and move back to the spirit-centered observation. And if we can't learn to observe our own actions, reactions, our thought process without bias, we will never have the courage to make the necessary corrections. And if we can't learn to do it for ourselves, how can we expect to be of service to others? This is a very simple shaman's exercise. Having the courage, you alone with your divine alignment, to observe your reaction in relation to your family of origin. Once you are comfortable doing this, you will level up in leaps and bounds and you can apply this to every situation in your life. So that's the wizard's gizzard for today, my darlings. Um, don't think that you can do this just once and it's going to be fine. Uh, just keep practicing until you find that you have reached that vantage point where you're no longer triggered. And then you can say, huzzah, well done. All right, peeps, darlings. 
if you would like to know what I'm up to, and I most certainly would, check out my website from time to time. So this Saturday, October 29th, 2022, at 5 p.m. Pacific Time by Zoom, we have Cosmic Conversations. And this month's subject is Spellcraft and Sorcery, which is always a bit of fun. Next month, November, that CC uh, is the Quatrains of Nostradamus. I am really looking forward to that one. That's on November 26th, again at 5 p.m. Pacific. And on December 17th, we will have our annual Yuletide party. And I expect everyone to have a cocktail in hand for that one. It's more of a get-together than an actual class. I'll share lots of tidbits about Yule celebrations all over the world. And everybody is uh, welcome to, you know, bring a poem or something to it. I'd love to say bring a potluck, but this is via Zoom, so it will have to be a virtual experience. What's after that? January the 28th, 2023, we will be talking about Edgar Casey, the sleeping psychic. And then we'll take a break from Cosmic Conversations in February and March so that I can have a, a, a little vacation. Um, I can, you know, get my mind back into some sort of alignment with all that is. And we'll return in April 2023 with new and exciting subjects to keep you interested, titillated and stimulated. Well, my darlings, oh my gosh, look at the time before we close the show with the cocktail to jour. Um, well, hang on a minute. Hang on. I haven't finished my drink. We can't close the show until I finish my drink. Hold on. Okay, that was altogether far too big a gulp, but it was really quite delicious. I think we're going to have to go ahead and close the show. I wanted to share a few little spells with you, but I just don't think we're going to have the time. But just remember, people, spellcraft is nothing to be afraid of. It's like a prayer. That's all it is. A spell is like a prayer, alignment, intention and devotion. And, you know, a witch, which I am not, is simply a wise woman or a wise man. That's all it is. And this Halloween, please don't subject your children to terrifying images of monsters. And I particularly object to, for good reason, bringing out snacks to the Halloween table that resemble body parts. Given that the Luciferians do love to actually eat human bodies, let's not fall into that trap of glorifying their rituals. By all means, have snacks. It just doesn't have to be a meatloaf that looks like a baby. Funny though that is, it's really kind of gross. And my darlings, we have done it again. We have come to the end of the show. I really enjoy this time I have with you. And I hope you enjoyed listening in as much as I enjoy recording it because I always have a blast. Today's real life cocktail was a strange wee beastie I rescued from the obscurity of Trader Vic's Bartender Guide circa 1947, which is even older than I am. And here's how you make it. It's called a block and tackle. You get yourself half an ounce of good cognac, half an ounce of Cointreau, half an ounce of Applejack. We all need to drink more Applejack. If you don't have Applejack, Calvados will do. And a quarter of an ounce of Pernod. So shake everything in a cocktail shaker with cracked ice, strain into a chilled cocktail glass and enjoy. I must say I was hesitant, but it works. It really works. Now remember folks, cocktails are great if they are an occasional treat. If you use top quality ingredients and take the art of mixology seriously, one drink is all you need. I am Oni. Mad as the day is long, Shaman Abadician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Until we meet again, my darlings, do not be silent when faced with oppression and tyranny. When we stand together, the establishment cannot renew its extended warranty. We shall expose their blatant hypocrisy. And above all, my darlings, we do all of this by allowing the spirit to inhabit the human. You 
have been listening to the metaphysical martini with Ani Alphadisian, the mad shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for our huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com.